This week on the podcast, we have a slightly different bit of programming for you. We are talking about nonprofit news feed and what happened last week and what it exactly we just built at Whole Whale. I'm pretty excited to have both Nick and Carisha uh, join us to talk through it. Welcome to the Using the Whole Whale podcast, where we learn from leaders about new ideas and digital strategies making a difference in the social impact world. This podcast is a proud production of Whole Whale, a B Corp digital agency. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's go learn something. Hello, you two. How's it going? Thanks for joining. Yeah, always excited to be on the pod. Oh my, Carisha, what have we gathered together today to talk about uh, before we get into an actual news of what happened last week in the nonprofit world? Yeah, so it's this really new and exciting newsfeed um, called Nonprofit Newsfeed, right? Where basically clever internally, name. clever name, I think it's pretty clever, very direct, simple, to the point. Uh, where basically we were trying to gather all nonprofit news in one space with such a niche kind of audience that we work with. It's really hard to find all of the different articles that we need in one central space that's easy to find, read, um, and keep up with headlines. So personally, I work in ads. Um, so a lot of ads, right, is focusing on the behavior of people um, and how they interact online with our clients advertising. And a lot of that behavior is kind of based on a lot of headlines, trends, how society is doing in general. So having news like that is really important to kind of project how our campaigns and ads will do in the future, at least as it relates to uh, clicking on it and user behavior. Um, so I'm really excited about it. Lots of really interesting things um, that we include. It's funny because it was almost just like a Slack channel prior where we'd like find news, like you should look at this, you should find that. And like it gets lost in the, in yeah. the content flow of things. And as a nonprofit focused agency, who's trying to keep basically finger on the pulse of a lot of different cause channels and impacts. This was something that I built to aggregate news uh, using an AI support that scans hundreds of different news sites and then lets us curate them into areas of fundraising news, general highlights, opinions, and podcasts, resources, and tools, and even some feel-good stories because, you know, nonprofits are awesome. So uh, I built it, and I was like, wait a minute. I feel like other people might be interested in this, too, so I uh, rolled it out differently. But before we get too far down that road, Nick, thank you so much for helping. Uh, we go through every Monday and analyze things. Let's just talk through what the last week of news was so people can get an idea of uh, what's going on with the content. Sure. Thanks, George. Yeah, so nonprofit news was built almost out of a necessity for us to be able to keep our pulse on the trends. And one really important news story that comes out of the nonprofit world is around Giving Tuesday which just released its numbers for the annual fundraising event. And we were really excited to see that we saw an overall increase of 25% in total giving to total nearly 2.47 billion in revenue, uh, according to Giving Tuesday. But even more specifically, we were ecstatic to see among online donation giving in the United States, we saw a 58% increase compared to 2019 and 2020. 
total online donation giving in the United States increased to $808 million. This was a really exciting and quite frankly, staggering number, <laughs> George. We were really ecstatic to see this. Um, this surpassed even our internal predictions about what we expected to see this year. And, you know, going through a pandemic and living with the challenges of that, um, we were unsure what to expect. But as it turns out, people's generosity really met the moment, which is a really exciting thing to see for the industry as a whole. Yeah, and that was our top story there. And uh, noting we were way off on our prediction, but in a great way, I think I sort of in doing this looked at it as we underestimated how much sort of dry powder people have. There's a lot of money being in bank accounts right now. There's a lot of people unsure uh, of the future, but we're willing to open up their wallets. I hope it leads to more deeper, larger gifts going into 2021. I'm always optimistic. Um, so thanks. And uh, what was our next highlighted article? Our next highlighted article was about updating the definition of domestic violence to include issues around coercive control. Unfortunately, the pandemic has led to uh, spikes in uh, instances of domestic violence, a, a really worrying trend, and nonprofits are often the organizations on the first line of addressing uh, issues of violence and abuse within the household. But one trend that we wanted to keep our eyes on was understanding how these organizations and lawmakers, not only in the states but around the world, are starting to include language and a legal framework for addressing coercive control in domestic violence um, cases. Uh, coercive control referring to violence that's not physical necessarily, but especially related to social, financial, or psychological abuse. Um, so some states have moved ahead on codifying this in law. Some countries have gone ahead and uh, solidified this into writing. But what we're seeing is that nonprofits are, again, on the first lines of, of addressing this type of abuse. Um, and advocates within the, the field are calling for evidence-based training to identify and respond to coercive and controlling behaviors for police, lawyers, um, judicial officers, health workers, child protection workers. So it's really a, an all-hands-on-deck response that's required. But this couldn't come at a more important time, especially given the pandemic when so many of us are stuck in our homes. So um, something to definitely continue to follow. Especially interesting for our team that pays attention to language, how it's used and how it's searched, questions that are asked. And, you know, this jumps back into Karisha's point of saying like, look, if this is, you know, basically the lexicon that's been around since early 2000s, frankly, there was a book uh, already written with that title, but to have it on the tips of the tongues of law uh, of lawyers uh, of people creating the the legal frameworks and police training that's that's something that we can pay attention to and bring to our you know seo and content marketing work so for sure um you know important to see and see that 
uh, as highly as it was. We saw the New York Times and other other places as well in our articles. All right, Carisha, we also have summary links of news that happened, uh, popped up in the last week. You want to go through some of those? Yeah, sure. Um, Some more things that happened in the news within the past week. Um, Seeing that Elon Musk is donating $100 million to find the best carbon capture technology, uh, which is really exciting. The Earth could always use a little more love and attention, especially as it relates to um, reducing our carbon footprint um, and really capturing some more, as it implies, that carbon footprint, right? So um, really exciting, especially as it relates to environmental organizations um, who are, you know, always spreading the news and word about research that's happening. And like I said, really reducing the carbon footprint. Yeah, I'm of two minds of this. One is that it's awesome to see, uh, you know, a, a mega, mega billionaire pay attention to the good old earth he's standing on and not just interested in leaving it and going to Mars. Uh, but it's not a traditional donation, right? It's not like he's just given this to the Environmental Defense Fund or like TerraPass or someone. He's like creating like this X prize of like, come up with the most creative way to do it. And I'm just going to give you $100 million, like similar to like his boring company and other sort of Hyperloop type of big, big moonshot things. Some part of me is like, look, we already have a winner of this. It's called the Redwood Tree. It's the larger carbon capturing organic material on the planet. Go plant more of them. You know, it's like, would it be better served? I don't know, but he's clever. So, so, so there's that. Good old competition. <laughs> we'll plant some redwood trees. All right. What else we have? Yeah. So another thing that we're looking at in this nonprofit news feed is kind of the really swell and generosity um, as it relates to just 2020 as a whole, um, which I think is particularly important, right? George, you mentioned it earlier, thinking about the ways in which we're trying to track behavior with people in terms of fundraising, um, On one hand, there are a lot of people who are unfortunately unemployed and may not have the means to donate as they would have or would have used to. Um, But on the other hand, people are staying home. Um, You don't have to spend 130 bucks on a Metro card um, and kind of saving a little bit of money. This just thinking about the trends as it relates to the pandemic, where people are and how it relates to their bank accounts and whether or not they feel so moved to donate. Yeah, we definitely ended on a high note, but I'm still waiting for the USA giving national trend of like, did we actually give more last year as a proportion of GDP, which um, which didn't do so well in 2020. It may be one of the higher years, but I, you know, still waiting, waiting for the full, full bit of data, but certainly ended on a high note. More nonprofit news as it relates to the Georgia election and really looking at nonprofits who are doing a lot of grassroots organizing to get more Democrats elected. Um, So that's really exciting. And one, I think it's really a testament to kind of on the ground organizing that I think is really making uh, more of a comeback and that people are really paying attention to. People who are talking to other people, spreading information um, and doing the work to make action and impact happen. Um, And I think will really be a catalyst for paying attention to more very local organizations who are doing the work in their very direct community um, to make sure that things are happening and people are okay. Yeah, no comment. It's awesome. You know, Stacey Abrams was like (laughs) to reset the table for what what is possible. Uh, we also had that one, uh, Nick, you want to read about the the militia-related nonprofits? Yeah, George. So this is an interesting story because it essentially, nonprofits with far-right and extremist militia ties were among groups that were able to receive Amazon Smile donations. And I think that this story highlights that white supremacy has for too long pervaded 
and have has been able to to permeate into our culture, into you know various e-commerce platforms and and on social media. So this story is really more about a broad reckoning with understanding how our social media and online business platforms and the, the internet as a whole has been used um, improperly to kind of create this this platform of, of far right or just in general extremist violence. So I think that this is a trend that we're going to see continue of corporations and tech companies really working intently to try to make sure that these groups are deplatformed um, and and can stop spreading their 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 propaganda. Yeah, it's a continuation of what we've seen for deplatforming on the social side and the nonprofit sector. Always a again a good reminder that just because you have a five hundred one c three does not necessarily mean that you have the best interests of the world in uh, in your heart and mind. Okay. Oh, the nonprofit uh, post. Uh, we put this on the list. I was sad to see this one. So this article <laughs> takes a look at um, the job market as it relates to nonprofits, right? So, you know, with the pandemic, lots of financial cuts are being made um, across all industries. And we're taking a look specifically at the nonprofit sector, as this is a newsfeed for people who are working there. It seems that there are some rebounds in terms of the nonprofit jobs within the past six months, um, meaning that some people are being hired and more openings are being made, which is really exciting, you know? because these are job openings that are with organizations that are trying to make an impact, that are trying to do good work in their organization. So with all with more hands on deck, obviously more impact is made. Um, and we've definitely seen kind of that strain as it relates to doing work with our clients too. With limited capacity, you know, there's limited work that can be done. Um, and li- again, limited impact that can be made. Yeah, looking at it sort of, you know, overall numbers, 7% down, Overall jobs being down by the end of 2020, uh, 930,000 jobs to put that in context. The only sector obviously growing would be healthcare, right? That's clearly where our national focus is and has been and will be probably until we get more shots and more arms. The largest loser was educational services. Incredibly sad, but true. But, you know, without kids in schools, uh, there are a lot of, frankly, additional supportive educational systems, after school programs, all of them just, you can see losing pretty, pretty uh, sizably with 17% down. That's the percent change, I should say, nonprofit jobs in December versus November of uh, 2020, which is quite a bit and followed by arts. So, you know, it's important as, you know, we think about our clients and who's hurting uh, more so than others, uh, really hoping for large rebounds this year from the sector. Okay, thus wraps up our, our news section. I do want to continue just like a little bit about what nonprofit newsfeed is, but I appreciate Nick and Carisha playing along here. Uh, you know, I presented it to the team, like I said, as a way for them to stay updated, but then similar to the way Whole Whales created other products that simply try to help uh, the social impact sector, we said, hey, uh, let's aggregate the type of news that is most helpful to us and maybe others will follow along. So this is a weekly newsletter that is sent out. You can sign up at nonprofitnewsfeed.com and, you know, it's free. And then you also get access to the Feedly boards. So we actually have sort of really great uh, readers that let you just scan all of this stuff in one place. And our, uh, the reason we're doing this is it's a tool for us, tool for others, but then also lets us put a spotlight on great 
nonprofit sector uh, news and information that uh, may also help others uh, do do more, a little bit better, more efficiently, because there's a lot of different places I chase this stuff down from. So thanks again, Carisha. Nick, anything else to add? No, excited for you guys to subscribe and <laughs> keep up in the news. All right. Nonprofitnewsfeed.com, where you can uh, sign up. We'll also have show notes. As always, you can find uh, the link and list of these articles. This has been Using the Whole Whale podcast. If you want to keep learning more about these topics and others, head on over to wholewhale.com university to keep learning with us. Thanks as always to gregthomasmusic.org for his tunes that underwrite our tracks. They're fantastic. Hope you're doing well, Greg. And just a reminder, subscribes really help us on any platform that you listen to us on. Please give a thought to click and subscribe and maybe even a comment because we like hearing from you. 